Banana Bunch! Do you love that new intro music? You know, it's been a long time coming, actually. I've, I obviously have a lot of musical love in my life as a longtime musician. And, it, you know, realistically, if you walk by the studio, you can see all my guitars hanging up here now that Jungle had done for me. How cool is that? But when I first got here to the jungle, I got to, to collaborate with a bunch of talented artists for my music beds on the show. And if you don't know what a music bed is, it's the uh, little music you're hearing right now underneath me talking. Just sort of a way to keep the uh, the energy moving the whole time. Sometimes listening to someone, even a high energy person like me, it would get boring after a whole hour, right? But I like to do that in between the segments so that you know this is the setup sequence or whatever. But I got to work with people like Star Silk, Grand Ace, Nicholas Clay, and more. But I want to say it was back in September-ish when I was still gearing up to launch the show. I was sitting on our monorail, <laughs> which, right, what a sentence already. And I was riding it back and forth, and I had this idea. I was like, what if I made a Jungle Cruise-esque, you know, audio thing for this? And I thought to myself, I was like, you know what would be even cooler? Why don't we remix the music and the little soundtrack that plays when you walk into Jungle Gyms, you hear the, like the Jungle Beats and, hey kids, welcome to Jungle Gyms. Did you know giraffes were natural basketball players? You've heard it. I love it. And I kept thinking, I was like, we should remix this. We should make it fun. We can modernize it and I'll use it as a show, uh, you know, intro music. So we finally got it done. You heard it there. And yeah, I'm sure we'll tweak it a little bit here and there over time. But this is even cooler to me. This is the guy, I mentioned him on the show a while back because he applied to work and be a part of the Jungle family and now is officially part of the Jungle family at the Eastgate store. So Eric, thank you so much. I thought it turned out great. It was a pleasure getting to work with you on this. It sounds awesome. I love it. I hope everybody listening loves it too. You know what else I love? Podcast reviews. Yeah, you knew it was coming. Uh, first off, thanks to everyone who's written reviews so far and thanks to all of you. We are riding high in those charts. We are consistently... I'll say this regardless, since the charts fluctuate like every 12 hours, but we are consistently in the top 200 food podcasts in the world. Realistically, we're more commonly in the top 100, which is even better, but I thought it'd be safe in case somebody wants to be like, well, Mark, it was 112. Ugh. I don't know why they have that weird voice, but it is weird how you can tell that from an email. <laughs> uh but no, all of this success is, you know, yeah, I guess I'll take a little of it, but it really is thanks to all of you and your support for listening, downloading the show. And, you know, something I read the other day, if you're not subscribed to the show, you absolutely need to be subscribed to the show. So smash that subscribe button. That's what they say on the internet. Um, and you can write these reviews really easily for us and they help us keep, you know, keep our way high in the, that was a terrible way to say it, but keep ourselves high in, in the standings. And you can now do it on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, which is really cool. Now, if you want to get even more personal with me, shoot me an email at podcast at junglegyms.com or, you know what, even better, you can leave me a voicemail on the Jungle Gyms hotline here at country code one five one three six seven four six eight five five. And you know that I'm mentioning it for a good reason, because speaking of I got another call this week. I love when this happens. They send, I get an email and it's like, oh, you got a new voicemail on the hotline. I'm like, yes. Well, I wanted to share it with all of you. Uh, so here we go. Hi, Mark. My name is Rusty Shackelford. Longtime listener, first time caller. 
I've enjoyed each episode of your show, showcasing some exotic foods, as well as learning about the team at Jungle Gyms. However, as a Lithuanian, which I've just said too much about myself, I like to hear about the most exotic food of them all, the potato. I think there are some great dishes out there, and as it seems to be the start of a trend, I'd like to challenge you to accept some wonderful potato dishes of my people cooked on site by my very own mother. What do you say, Mark? Meanwhile, I will leave you with pocket sand. Hey, Rusty, thanks for doing that. Actually, you know, you probably think I'm joking, and this is very serious. Send me your requests specifically to podcast at junglegyms.com about that Lithuanian item that you're looking for, not the potato, but I've, uh, you've mentioned something else. I, I'm pretty sure you've emailed me before, and I just now I have the authority and who to go to for this kind of stuff. Uh, and realistically, I will put in that request with International. That's the kind of guy I am. If there's a product that we don't sell, I might not have the authority to get it, but you know what I probably do have? The email address of some. Somebody who does that, does that do, well, I don't know how tenses work today, but somebody who does have that authority to make those decisions. And again, thanks so much for calling in. I'd love to hear from all of you. Seriously, send me an email. I mean, and if you want to leave me a voicemail and you don't want me to air it, you can also just say that like, Hey, don't air this, whatever. But if you don't say that, I'm probably going to air it because it's fun and we're all having a good time. All right, friends. So I finally got most of the chili out of my chest hair after the chili bathtub stunt last week. And we've all been thinking, like, what are we going to do next? And I'm like, ah, probably watch the Super Bowl. I'm getting hyped for it. Uh, And I was thinking, because right now, Cincinnati is like the talk of the town or country, as it may be currently. I thought, why not do a bit of a Cincinnati focus this week? You know, I wanted to see what locals were doing, you know, what fun things they were doing to show their love of the Bengals and, of course, of Cincinnati on the show. And... You know, let's do a little from jungle to jungle, as it were, right? You know, and if you're not from here, what I mean by that is that we refer to our football stadium as the jungle as well. But I wanted to see what fun things these people were doing. I wanted to kind of showcase the city, and it was all going great. And then we had like a half the countrywide snow and ice storm, which threw more than a few wrenches in the works. But thankfully, I was still able to land and reschedule some great guests this week, and I'm really looking forward to you hearing from it. So today, I brought in Steve Delgardo, fellow New York boy, East Coaster like me, uh, the cannoli guy is his nickname, from Delgardo's Cannoli. And he comes in to sample his Who Day Cannoli, which is a special Bengals-themed cannoli. And we actually even invited somebody in from the store to come test it out. That's always fun. And conveniently, I knew her, so that made me even more comfortable. Uh, We get to talk about Steve's past, about how he started the cannoli game, uh, about how he was a, or he is rather, a breast cancer survivor. And of course, all the fun stuff he's trying to cook up in his cannoli lab. Okay, Steve, I know you didn't call it a cannoli lab, but I feel like I'm going to call it a cannoli lab now. And then after Steve, I'm bringing back returning guest and Food Network favorite, Christian Gill. And Christian's here to come help me make an elevated version of sort of a French onion chip dip using just a few simple ingredients in the studio. No real prep time. We're out here winging it, but not really winging it because he seasons with confidence. It's a fun one. I'm telling you, you're going to have a great time with me today. And if you don't, you can email me. That's the third request for an email. <laughs> All right, Steve, it's time, baby. Wrap me in your cannoli shell. And uh, you know what? There is no way that next line is going to sound any good. Anyway, Steve Delgardo, everyone. Welcome to the WJJI studio. Steve Delgardo of Delgardo's Cannoli, the cannoli guy himself. 
That's right. Here Cannoli I am. Man. Cannoli guy. Yeah, I know. I kept thinking it. But first, I, I was like, I remember going before, I was like, I'm pretty positive it's cold, Cannoli guy. But I was like, just in case I have my Cannoli man joke, because that would be like one of my last names. You know, oh, yeah. that's uh, Mark Cannoli man. <laughs> my Cannoli man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, thank you so much. So, you know, this, as we talked earlier, I'm doing like my kind of Cincinnati focus this week. So mm-hmm. I thought you were a perfect add to when you hit me up. Thank you. Like, Oh, dude, anytime. You know, I got nothing but love for you, Steve. I know, I know. Uh, and then you came in with two wonderful things. And I kept forgetting, and then maybe this it tells you what a kind of a person I am, but I kind of keep forgetting it's Valentine's Day coming up too. Yes, right. So when I opened the first one, I was like, red, red. I was like, oh God, I know we're both not the biggest football guys. And I realized, I was like, oh, those are the Valentine's Day ones. <laughs> they look amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I uh, Well, talk to me about how did, how did Delgado's come to be? All right. Tell me your life story. My life story. Jeez, I, I mean, I'm going to eat a cannoli while we right. do it. If that's okay. I might only interject to tell people it's delicious. All right. So about nine years ago, I, um, I, I beat cancer. I had breast cancer. So I, once I, I, I beat it and, uh, I, um, I started a foundation called protective packs and my dad said, you know what, why don't you, um, make people aware that men can get breast cancer and, and talk about the effects of it and the symptoms and whatever. Yeah. So I did it for five years and I went around the country, did some speeches and, and what so, and, and, you know, it was, it was good, but I didn't want to be defined as Steve Delgado, male breast cancer survivor. I was something more than that. And I wanted to go after my dream. My true dream was to open up an Italian restaurant one day. Mm. So after five years of doing my, uh, my due diligence of making, you know, doing awareness. Uh, my dad said, Hey, you know, son, go after your dream, you know, do what it, do what, you know, we'll support you what, no matter what. So I came up with this idea of maybe I'll open up a dessert shop for adults. And, um, so I was trying to think of, I should do an Italian espresso bar with some pastries, but there's so many coffee bars in Cincinnati sure. and every one of them, is unique to their own, and but I want to do something really different. So I decided, what if I do cannoli, but not just any type of cannoli, but different flavors of cannoli. Oh so yeah, come up with something totally different. Now there's plenty of cannoli places like in the East Coast. Mike's Pastry does a flavor ones, and but I wanted to go one step further. What if I add booze to it? Yeah. To make it unique. Yeah, I'm, I'm down, Steve. Right. So in 2017, <laughs> I contacted an Italian importer. I'm like, hey, I need to find the right shell. I ate a lot of shells that year. I couldn't find the right one. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done with eating shells. I'm done. All right. <laughs> so I finally landed on the shell that came from Brooklyn. I mean, all the best things come from Brooklyn. It's so true, though. So, right? I mean, so even the, like the pizza, you know, oh and uh, it's the water. It's the water. I'm it guarantee is the, it's the I, water. I talk about that all the time. That's like, why we had people, good bread back home. It's yeah. right. It's the water. People <laughs> tell me it's not the It's the water. If you didn't put the water, I guarantee you have the best bagels here, the best pizza, best everything. Oh, man. Don't even get me started. I think, so, like, yeah. moving here... Not, pizza was a, definitely a struggle in the in the early nineties. I mean, come on, you know, you go to a place called, say, for example, Luigi's. Uh, not to not to Luigi's up in the Westchester, but yeah, yeah. so Luigi's and like in Columbus when I moved there in eighty one. Mm-hmm. My dad and I went to this place. I'm like, hey, it's Luigi's. You can't go wrong with that, right? So we walked in, right, and uh, we said, hey, we need a sixteen inch pie. No, like oh, we don't do pies here. This is just pizza. I'm like, pies are are pizza. Right. Oh, ne- never mind. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> We ordered, you know, a cheese pizza with pepperoni on it. So my dad's standing near the door, and I'm yeah. watching the guy make the pizza. And I'm thinking, okay, he's doing all right. 
sticks it in the oven, comes out. He starts cutting it in squares. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He goes, I'm cutting the pizza. I'm like, and I'm like, Dad, get over here. And my dad's like, what's going on? He's cutting, he's cutting the pizza in squares. So my dad's like, where the F is Luigi? Right? And the guy was like, uh, there's no Luigi. We just put the name up to attract more Italians. And I look, I looked at the guy, I'm like, you better run. I'm like, my dad's about to kill you. All right. And I'm the guy, the guy was like, he's like 16 years old. He's like, he took off. I'm like, dad, grab the pizza. Let's go. Yeah. So we grab the pizza. We get home. We're like, this is what we're stuck with. Yeah. This is horrible. Yeah. It was, it was a struggle at first because it was just, well, you know, I mean, Cincinnati now is so cool. And we have so much, I mean, I think the diversity was already always here, but now yeah. we're like really like cultivating that. Right. So it is way cool. And I already got us distracted, but I just no, can no, never no. take an opportunity no, 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 to talk no, that's to a fine. fellow East Coaster about yeah, how good it, the bread is. No, no one understands. <laughs> they really you know, don't. They don't. And they, they, until you go, you got to go and you got to just pick some hole in the wall pizza spot in the city somewhere. And you're going to have the best slice of your life. And you're going to be like, Mark, that's what you've been complaining, complaining about for. 30 years we understand now. i do i complain <laughs> it for the last 30 years myself i'm like people like, i get so pissed off they're like you know i'm like guys i'm like you guys gotta go to new york yeah you we gotta you and i at some point we gotta do like a, a new york themed pizza tour and review based on what we think it would be like what the local offerings are that oh are like that'd new be york awesome style. new york yeah. style that'd oh. be fun i'd have oh. fun with that do you know what i found a, a true new york style pizza oh. i was really surprised 16 lots okay i mean right the guy is from uh, uh, New York, down. New York City. Yeah, right. So I went there for that um, pregame uh, taping uh, with Dan Graziano from ESPN a couple weeks ago, and I'm sitting there, and uh, they brought out the pizza. I'm just like, all right, you know, whatever. And I start eating it, and I'm looking at this is this is a true New York style pizza. I folded it, you know, yeah, you fold it, you of eat it, right? And then um, one of David's friends was with me. He's from Staten Island. He goes. Look at all these morons. They're eating pizza like it's a cracker. I'm like, fold the pizza, <laughs> fold it, right? Well, we ate the majority of the pizza, him and I, because we were like, this is the best. Yeah. So I talked to the guy. He's like, yeah, I'm from New York. I'm like, this is the best New York style pizza I ever had in my life. That's awesome. I can't wait to try it. So I wanna, I'm going back up there soon. I'm like, I got to get the pizza just for the pizza. I don't... Yeah, I'm into it. Oh, and, and I'm sorry to get so distracted. No, 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 it's fine. I knew no, no, if I started no, this. I like food. I like food. I like to talk about food all day long. I well, love food. And I, because I want to talk about your concept for your restaurant at some point too. But going back to the, you were saying that you were eating so many different kinds Oh, yeah. So, shells. yeah. So I did the shells thing. I finally landed on the shells from, from, from Brooklyn. Yeah. So then I started doing my own type of recipes. You know, I got to do the traditional, you know, chocolate chip cannoli. Sure. Uh, and one, because everyone loves it. But no one understands, like, there's, there's, there's so many other flavors out there. Yeah. So I started fooling around with different recipes. And the next thing I know, you know, I, I got 135 flavors of different types of cannoli cream. Yeah. And now since I got a shop in Covington, it's going great. It's a wine bar too. So I got great fan. Italian wines. Yeah. And I got, you know, some local craft beers. And then, you know, Lavazza, cappuccino, espresso. Awesome. But it's only on, on, open two days a week. Reason four, because there's not a lot of walk-by traffic during, in, in, yeah. in Covington during that time. So, Especially during this time of year, too. Right. Like so, so during the week, and I do cannoli classes. I do uh, special tastings for the influencers and oh, things cool. like that. So I'm doing one, actually, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night, February 9th, for the influencers. Oh, you should, sweet. You should come on by. I would love to. 7 yeah, p.m. It's cannoli oh, and wine God. tasting. Sounds great. I'm a huge fan. I would love to be there. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. It's something I was thinking about. When you were tasting... And this is something, this might be, I don't know, I think you'll be able to articulate this, but what were you looking for in your ultimate shell? 
Uh, which, by the way, this it's, is ultimate. This Bengals cannoli is stupid delicious. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's um, it's a crunchiness mm-hmm. and the bubbly effect on the shell. A lot of shells are taste like wonton, mm-hmm. and or they don't have the bubbly effect, or they don't have the like. My shells has a little bit of cinnamon in it, so. Not mo- most most shells like the recipe calls for Marsala wine, but uh, that you know that's going back many many decades. Yeah, right. But people have different variations of it. So and also when I do my cannoli, my you know the original <clears throat> excuse me the original uh, size, you know what people used to get are the large the large. Yeah, but it's so much cannoli cream. Yeah, people don't really finish it. So that's why I do the mini cannoli, so you can do multiple flavors, and it's it's small enough that you can have two instead of one large one. Yeah, you can almost do like a cannoli flight. I feel like that's the way of the yes. future. Yeah, it's this way of the, yeah, that is, a cannoli flight. I mean, what people do when they come in, they get, instead of getting one, they get one of each. Yeah. So you got five flavors, so like, we don't know what to decide. I'm like, well, we get one of each. You know, they, they just stand there like, that sounds good. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm just like, Wow. I feel like I've joked with you about this before in the store, but I feel like it's one of those things that, uh, how did I word it? Uh, that's where the expression, it's all good, was coined, was inside uh, <laughs> the Artist Cannoli <laughs> Shop. Because every flavor I've ever had is good. Were there, what are some of your favorite flavors that you've made? You no, know, Biscoff cookie butter. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I missed that. I'm mad at myself So now. that has become one of the top flavors because- you know, you get those, you know, the cookie butter that you get in the jar. Oh, yeah. Well, I take it and make it more delicious. Oh, I add <laughs> yeah, I add more heavy whipping cream, a little butterscotch schnapps, vanilla extract. Oh, I make yeah. it creamier and more delicious. And then I add a little, the, the little, you know, Lois Biscoff cookie on the end of it. Yeah. And people go absolutely insane for for that. They can't get enough of it. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I, mean, some, I think about, that's an interesting, I keep talking about food memories on the show. I did it in one of the last interviews. And in a weird way, Biscoff cookies, that's like a strong, I flew a lot as a kid. Right. And so like there, it does hit a weird nostalgia and they're killer cookies anyway. So it makes sense that they're so popular, but yeah. like, man, that sounds amazing. And so fun. like when I make the cream, right. And so it's, you know, sitting on the counter in the bowl and I got the, the cookie, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it and I, dip it in and I eat it. I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> then I look over to my right and I'm melting chocolate. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm going to be like a fat kid right now. And, and so I, I take the drizzle of the chocolate on it. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, this is really, really good. <laughs> then I, what I did, I dipped that in the chocolate and then I put it in the, in the freezer. Yeah. And I froze it a little bit and oh. I ate it. I'm like, all right, oh, this is, this is, this is going to get bad. Yeah. It's going to get really bad. I can't imagine what you're doing. But it's like, it's like, like, it's like being like the nutty professor in the evil lab. Right. I'm there. <laughs> I'm like, what can I do this, 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 that? I'm like, it's great. Come on, all these different type of flavors. Yeah. And I'm having fun. I, I put them in the cannoli and I, and I, and I try it out. I'm like, what do you guys think? And it happens. Yeah. People are like, yeah, it sounds great. Well, I, th- I think it's so cool because it, cannoli is one of those things that, you know, if you describe it to somebody, you're like, it's a pastry with cream, and people are like, okay. But yeah. when you try it, it's like a totally, it's not exactly as I described, I would say. No, and a lot of people, they come in and go, I hate cannoli. I'm just like, but you haven't had a Delgado's cannoli. Yeah. I'm like, once you have a Delgado's cannoli, I guarantee I'll change your mind. Right. I'm like, I know you're used to having a, a, just a cannoli 
with the cream in it. And I guarantee like a lot of these restaurants around town, they don't make their own cannoli cream. They get it from, you know, uh, a supply place. And, and it's like, that's a shame. Make, just take, take the time and make it. Yeah. You know, people will enjoy it more if it's more homemade than, than star bought, you know, but yeah, you know, but, but people think it's only ricotta base. It's not just ricotta base. It's uh mine's mascarpone and heavy okay. cream or the flavor ones. Yeah. So, you know, it's what, People, people just assume, oh, it's a, just a cannoli. I'm like, no, mine is not just a cannoli. Right. Well, it's it's like so many. It, we're having this kind of food renaissance now, right? Where like, A, I think the public at large is way more interested and invested in what they're eating and how it's being made. Yeah. And so I think because of that, we're seeing a lot more action for like the boutique style like yourself, right? Where you're like, I'm in there. I, I am passionate about this product. Mm-hmm. You're going to love what I'm making for you. And you can taste the difference. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could probably get a store bought something and it's probably passable, but passable is not, I don't, that's not what I want to waste my calories on. I want to like, I want you to blow my mind. And yeah. every time I come in, it is always something. I want to do that. I want someone leave my shop. Like, damn, that was so good. I never thought you can do that with a cannoli. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Does the adding alcohol, has that been problematic at all? I mean, I, and I, I'm no. speaking from a place of ignorance because I just don't know no, how to I make thought, it. No, I thought, at first I thought I needed like a liquor license. And he yeah. said, no, I mean, are you, is it being cooked down? I'm like, no, but it's it's not a shot of liquor per cannoli. That'd right. be different. That'd be, just, uh, that'd be just nuts. Yeah, that's the no. after hour. No, no, yeah, yeah, after it's, hours. Like, it's like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be uh, how much was that cannoli? It was $25 for the cannoli. I'm like, yeah, but it's a shot of Grey Goose in it. And it came with table service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I fed it to you, so shut up. <laughs> no, no. So it's like less than 1% alcohol in each one. Sure. You know, kids eat it. Even pregnant women came in. I, I remember one... Saturday night back in, uh, I think in September, I, I counted 15 pregnant women came in and one night I'm thinking like, they all said, we want the cannoli. I'm like, well, there's, you know, there's alcohol. I'm like, but it's only less than 1%. Yeah. And their husbands are like, just give them whatever they want. I'm yeah. like, all right. So they were like, <laughs> yeah, we just, we just, they just want the cannoli. I'm like, yeah, I think the cannoli is what got them in trouble in the first place. But... <laughs> If they want more cannoli, they can come to Delgado's. That's right. You know that we know a guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And what I and what I like about it is that, so I'm thinking, like you know, on the taste end, it's great because it adds a little hint of flavor. It adds that unique like layer that you're looking for. Right. And I was I, I was curious just thinking about from like the actual production side. It it doesn't really. It I mean to me it doesn't affect the texture because I've had some that you done without with you know what I mean. Right. And I was curious about that if that was like difficult at least at first no it, it wasn't i just it was just taste testing yeah i had to find taste testers i'm like i cannot eat all this cream yeah i'm like there's no way challenge accepted. so i'm like yeah yeah any anyone out there want to do some taste testers <laughs> i'm like yeah yeah gotta love cannoli cream you gotta like sugar yeah you like that fun yeah exactly <laughs> yeah oh man that's so cool what is what is your test kitchen like like how often are you like coming up with new flavors Oh, like every week. I try to come up with something every single week. Yep. Ghost Baby keeps me on my toes. It's like, come up, come up with something new. I'm like, sometimes it's hard. It's like, wow, okay, what if I do this? I'm like, well, I've done that before. I'm like, it just, so I asked my friends who are bartenders. I'm like, give me a list of all the cocktails that you make, some crazy ones, mm-hmm. and I'll duplicate it in a cannoli. Oh, that's really They were cool. like, really? I'm like, yeah, I could do it. I remember one of my favorites that I ever tried 
from you on the unique side of things. Mm-hmm. It's very non-traditional, but it was a courtesy of our David Chow connection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was when you were doing the, um, you did, was it the plum wine was oh, one? It was, and then it, you did the matcha right. too, So right? I did the spicy plum sake cannoli with a hint was. of cayenne pepper. Oh, that was so good. That, that was. And the matcha one, those two blew, right. blew my mind. But the spicy plum, that was the most, one of the most creative cannoli flavors I've done. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's just, it was just wild. And people just loved it. It was it crazy. Was, it was getting to a point where I won't mention the restaurant it was at. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that I was coming there almost more for the special cannoli than I was. That's what <laughs> the, they were saying. I think, I think they I got. Like, oh. I think got upset. They were like, "Okay, you know." Yeah. Well, I mean, and I was eating the other food, which was really good. Too, oh yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was like definitely that thing where I was like, you know, if we go here for this instead of this other place, they also have that spicy plum. You know, the plum. Well, you know what? It was crazy it. though. It, it, I, I found out I was like the only. <laughs> only cannoli. The only cannoli. And only it's, cannoli. Oh, no, no. It's like only play. cannoli. <laughs> the only cannoli in a Japanese restaurant anywhere in the world. Yeah. See? Anywhere. That's cool. There's well, nothing on any menu anywhere in the, in, the, in the world that cannoli was in a Japanese restaurant. That's such a cool thing. Yeah. What a fun, yeah, what a fun accolade to get. I know, right? I was like, yeah, yeah. I, got, I got that. It's such a creative move, yeah. too. It makes so much sense, especially what I liked about that. And in turn, I think that was right around when I really had just kind of met you. Yeah. But what really endeared me to you was that you were like, hey, not only do I have a vision for myself, but I have this like collaborative goal. Yeah, I want to collaborate with all these chefs. I'm like, whatever you want. I'm like, let's do it. Let's Let's do something weird. Let's do something crazy. Like I did one for uh, with high grain. We did a chicken liver pate cannoli. They made made their own shell with Nashville hot seasoning, which was pretty cool. That sounds awesome. And then they did, um, so how it went it was like he called me i've got his name i wish i remember but he called and says hey my um i told the owners i want to do a a, a cannoli and he yeah. said we have to get delgardo's to be part of it i mean he, he can supervise and, and just you know yeah. help so i only brought a tub of mascarpone with me and i'm standing there in the kitchen they're making it and i'm like i'm like what, what am i doing he goes hey just gonna help us make sure we do everything right i'm like all right so i'm not a big chicken liver Pate, but yeah. they were making it and the smell was incredible because they made it with their, when they're dark beers and they sauteed oh. it and they, uh, just, just really well. And then they're putting it together and they put, they roasted some peanuts with Nashville hot season on it and they garnished it with it and they served it with the beer. And it was amazing. It was amazing. That is amazing. And when they did that. I'm like, that's something I never even thought about doing. Oh, that's so cool. So there's different things. I wasn't sure if she was going to come in, and I know her. I was going to invite her and actually make her sample one on oh, air good. for us. Would you care to try one of our fancy Bengals cannoli? I say hour like I had anything to do with this. Oh, that's awesome. All right, audience, I'm going to edit in here, but one of the fun things about Jungle Gyms is waving food at random passerby, <laughs> and I happen to know one of said random passerby today, and I thought what would be fun... Uh, before I jump back, because I have questions more about savory oh, good. curly. Oh, good. But I thought if you're cool with this, Steve, I'm I cool wanted, with it. I Go get for a live it. Sample and Go be, for I it. I want you to be honest that that's cool. Steve, describe the Bengals cannoli before she tries it. It's a Houdé cannoli. It has an Oreo flavor cannoli cream. There's no Oreos in it. It's made with dark cocoa powder, but it tastes just like Oreos. All right, Kira, hop in here. This is my friend Kira. She's an actress. She's in town. She's here shopping at Jungle Gym, so I'm already a huge fan. Hop in the hot seat. I will shut up for a minute and then take a bite. And I want a, I want an honest review. No acting allowed. Okay. <laughs> when it comes to food, it's hard to hide my disgust for some things. So this looks really good. Looks like a cannoli, but really fancy. 
They're all fancy. Mm. I got the grande cannoli because, you know, the other end is birthday cake batter. The grande cannoli. <laughs> okay, yeah. I love it. Um, let's try to stop chewing for a second. Okay, so the cannoli cream is incredibly smooth. There's no graininess to it at all. No. And uh, it's not in, it's not really really sweet, but it's got the right amount of sweetness to it, mm-hmm. and that's balanced out with the crunch on the outside. And the shells are dipped in white Giardelli chocolate. It's not going to lie. It's delicious. Thank you. It's so good. Mm. <laughs> so thank you. I will. And Thank you. It's uh, It definitely tastes like an Oreo, but without. Yeah, without the Oreos. Without the Oreo Without cream. the cookies. Without the extra calories. Thank you, Kira. We appreciate you coming by and sampling. One of my favorite things about Jungle Gyms, like I said before, is that, you know, grab somebody in here. Like, yeah, if you're if you're a passerby and you see us eating in here, maybe don't tap on the glass for noise purposes, but I'll wave you in if you're interested. We got a mic out there so you can talk to us too. But you got me interested in savory cannoli now, and I was going to ask before you brought up the chicken liver pate, is that a thing? Is savory cannoli a thing normally, or is that a is that a Delgado's thing? That's that's different. I don't think many, many places have done it because, you know, people say cannoli. It's a dessert thing. Sure. And then the shell, there's a couple savory things you can't do with the shell because it has cinnamon in it. Yeah. So I did have a good uh, chef friend, another Kayla, not the Kayla that we know. Mm -hmm. Another Kayla, she came up with um, a porcini mushroom cannoli, a black truffle porcini mushroom cannoli. Oh, my God. It was was incredible. And then she did a crab ragoon cannoli with real uh, crab meat. I'm like, I tell you what, it was was phenomenal. That sounds incredible. But we tested it out. Some people did like it, and but I, to me, I was like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how that's going to go with, yeah. with people because people uh, cannoli. But I mean, if I ever do my restaurant, I probably would do that. I'd be so curious. I'd be that's like one of those test kitchen things. I'd be so curious to yeah. try because, like in my head, I'm like, well, the crab rangoon especially, I could see it being kind of texturally similar. Yeah, it's similar. You know? Yeah. Oh, that would be that's so cool. But it makes sense. I think that we're it's. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Back to the Future scene right now where he's like, that may be a little too much for you guys, but your kids are going to love it. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> right. we'll get there in a few years. We'll now get that- there. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. your, your, your kids will love it. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's totally going to be the oh, case yeah. there because yeah. that's such an interesting, oh, maybe there's a fun, I'll, I'll, th- I'll think about that. Maybe there's some fun collaboration we can come up oh, with. Oh, yeah. I don't, like I said, any chefs out there that want to collaborate with me, I'm like, I'm more than happy to. Let's just do it. Let's do something crazy, something unique. Yeah. That's so cool. And you're shipping, like, are you just- I'm trying to shipping. I'm I'm trying, I got to work with another marketing agency or maybe a branding and a PR agency. Sure. Figure out how I can brand Delgado's and then get to shipping. Shipping is very hard right now to figure out. People want me to ship the cannoli, but the the cost of shipping is is hard. I'm like, it's not, you know, you you have to freeze the cream separately and and the shells. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. The cost of doing it, I don't think it's, it's worthwhile, but people will pay no matter what. Sure. That's the, that's the thing I need help with. Yeah, it's like the age-old thing where it's like you have a good product, obviously, and people are willing to pay to get it. But then there comes in those things where it's, I would imagine, at least if I were in your shoes, being like, okay, can I keep up the integrity of my product? That's the problem. like Because right. when people get the cannoli, my, you can separate like my cannoli versus other cannoli. So I'm like, that's a Delgado's cannoli. Yeah. The way I put it together, and that's what I want. Yeah. I'm like, so shipping the cannoli, I mean, that's... The cream, it's different. 
you're not going to get to Delgado's cannoli. You're not going to get the full experience of what a Delgado's cannoli is. Yeah. But if I can ship it, you know, the whole thing frozen. But again, you have to wait 10 minutes before you eat it. Any longer than that, it's going to get soggy again. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's going to be tough. You're like, here's your window of opportunity. Right. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Too. So, you know, if I can put another Delgado's cannoli on the West Coast and train someone how to do, I mean, that's an, that's an option. Yeah. But I'm looking for investors to help me say, let's put a Delgado's in Houston, L.A., you know, someplace in New York or Louisiana, someplace that's just really. They need that cultural they need that, experience. That's you know? right. So do something different. Yeah. That's what I want, so they can keep the integrity. So people, people can go anywhere in the country, get a Delgado's Cannoli at like five or six locations that are like, even like in a hotel. Yeah. If I could put myself, like, like say, the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami Beach. Oh, yeah. I mean, boom. People come all over the place, and they can experience a Delgado's Cannoli in, in, the, in that And what hotel. a nice little welcoming treat, too. I'd be into that. I would stay at a hotel again. If that was right. <laughs> and that's like such a silly you thing. You chocolates like, on the pillow, you get the Delgado's Cannoli in all your rooms. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Oh my gosh. That'd be, that'd be great. That's the dream, right? Yeah, there. that's the dream. That's what I want. Well, is that part of it? I know you mentioned the truck. Is that kind of the process with that, like the inception behind the, uh, the cannoli truck? The cannoli truck, I wanted not to just do festivals, but the corporate events, private events, weddings, you know, grad parties. And I had the, you know, so I'll do all the cannoli making at the store and I put it on this truck and I can sell out of it. Yeah. But I need to expand my territory. So that's why I got the truck. I'm like, so people in Westchester or North or West can experience sure. what a Delgado's cannoli is so instead cool. of driving down to the, to the store. Let me come to you. Let, yeah. me come to you. let me come to your neighborhoods. Let me pull into your driveway and, and sell the cannoli to your neighbor. That's so cool too. I mean, yeah, you should be at like block parties, that kind of stuff. Block parties. So much fun. Pull up and it's a beautiful truck. Yeah. I'm really excited. Have you posted pictures of it yet? Yeah, a little bit, but I'm going to be okay. posting here soon. I remember I think things after, after Valentine's Day, I'm going to start posting a lot cool. of pictures and get people to sign up, sign the truck up. Because I remember seeing that you had posted, I think, a couple <clears throat> teaser images. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to expect. So you were working with that graffiti artist, correct? Right, graffiti artist, right. What's yeah, your name again? His name is David Jarena. He's also known by Chaos. I mean, he just. Chaos. That was the. Chaos. I, I, I mean, was like. He's, he's going to be doing my new vans. I'm going to send my vans out to him. He's going to do uh, Delgado's graffiti vans for me. Oh, that's I so mean, cool. you know, just for, just for me. And, and I'll be like, yeah. So I'm going to be doing that. Dude, that's awesome. With a yeah. little cannoli cream interior. Yeah, that's right. It's real like, soft to walk it's real around. It's soft and mushy and cushy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't wait. Oh, that's so good. Well, before I go too far and back to the where can we find you and all that stuff. Talk to me about your dream Italian restaurant. Uh, if you're willing to oh, share yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, you know, my dream is like, I said to my mom, like, look, I want to bring an authentic Italian restaurant, like something what I grew up with. Yeah. So I said to my mom, like, can you send me recipes? So she sends me 20 of them. And I'm thinking, like, mom, only, we, only, we only ate four of these 20 recipes. Where did those 16 <laughs> come from? Oh, it came from, you know, Aunt Mary and Angie, you know, and, you know, Angie and everybody. I'm like, oh. So I'm like, so what if I create a um like a not a romantic like maybe, maybe a romantic themed restaurant or whatever yeah. and bring you know hear some good italian music in the background and you know and, and have small italian plates right have small ones you know so everyone can try the different types of italian food and then if you know for a large group you can buy the large you know sure. the, the family version of the plate yeah but experience a different cultures of sicily and italy and something that people that are not the chicken parmesan go someplace get the chicken parmesan or the veal something something totally different yeah like you know stuffed artichokes i mean it's that's it's a delicacy and things like that but different 
different types of Italian food. You know what we grew up with. You know, you know, my mom is Sicilian, my dad's Italian, so we'll take different, we'll take different, um, different foods and de- from different regions. I love it. That's the best part it. about people. People come on by. <laughs> she's coming up on the window. She's licking her face on the window. I'm I love just it. like, I I'm love it. You, you never know. Like, what to you never know what to expect. Love it. <laughs> but yeah, but going back to Sicilian food and and different things like that, and, and someday I will, and just. Uh, Right now, I'm doing the cannoli stuff, and yeah. I don't know what's going to happen in the no, future. So, cool. uh, so maybe this is a dumb question for me, but I like to be the idiot on the show and ask the questions. What really is the difference between like Sicilian and what we would maybe know as Italian food? Italian, right. So, you know, Sicily is now, you know, Italy. But Sicily and Italy, they have different cultures, mm-hmm. different food, right? So, uh, you know, in Sicily, I think it's more, you know, more seafood. Oh, cool. Like, like you know, because they're, they're on, the, on the coast. It's an island. So, yeah. you know, a lot of, lot of seafood. And you know, in Italy, you, know, you, you get you, it's it just depends on what region of Italy. Sure. I mean, you, you know, you get you get towards what to the north. Uh, north, it's near you know the Swiss the Swiss Alps. So you get that to Switzerland, the, the more northern European cuisine. Okay. And then in the south, you know, it's more the white sauces in, in the north. Okay. And the south, you, as you go, it's more red. Oh, okay. But uh, it's it's different. The uh, the food that you get here, the Italian food, is not the same Italian food that you get. When you go to Italy, so when you go to Italy, you might be shocked. I'm like, this is not what I eat in in you know in America. I'm like, no, it's really amazing. It's amazing. It's different. <laughs> it's it nothing is out of a can of a jar over there. Everything yeah. is fresh, fresh. It's like farm to table. The whole country is farm to table, so right. you can get freshness. And plus, the cannoli out there. I'm like, you know, one of the things I don't tell people is I'm not an authentic cannoli. No one is unless you go to Italy. Because in Italy, they use goat milk ricotta and sheep milk ricotta. So it's a different taste. I'm just thinking the champagne thing. It's like if it doesn't come from there, it's just sparkling pastries. <laughs> it's, it's sparkling. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what it is. So no one to say, oh, I make a no world's authentic cannoli. You do? Okay. You use goat milk or you know, sheep milk. And I just cricket. So I'm like, yeah. oh, we use we use milk milk ricotta. Oh, right. okay. Right. At the, I mean, yeah, and I and I get that authenticity, and I appreciate your honesty about that too. Oh yeah, but and uh, I'm sure you can taste the difference. But that that's I, I'm, I'm I mean, just curious. Well, about that. one time I, I did get the goat milk ricotta. It yeah. was like thirty dollars for a pound, right? Because I had to get it from some farm in Colorado, and they shipped it to me. I'm like, I'm not eating this. Yeah, I'm like, I, I made it, and I and I tasted. It. I'm like, no, that's a different. That's a way different. That's, a little pungent. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm just like, whoo! I don't know how much sugar I put it. I kept me out of the sugar. I'm like, God, it's gonna get better, Steve. It's gonna get better. Yeah. No, no, it didn't get better. Still got a little funky. I'm like going, not for me. Maybe I'm you got to use that on the savory ones. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you're like, Ooh, I know, it's like goat milk action there. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm good. It's my lamb gyro cannoli. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> mm, yeah, I'm good. It's, this is the Greek cannoli. No, I would try that too. I'm, honestly, you would try anything. I literally would. I'm well. One of the things I will hope on this show, and I hope. Just by, I was joking before off air, but I keep hoping that I can maybe lead by an example of some sort where I'm just like, I'm open to other cultures and new things. And I'm hoping that everyone will use me as like, well, if he tried it, it seems I'll be that. I'm the canary in the mine. I don't know. I don't know. There's some few uh, foods I I wouldn't try. Like I I saw this one dish. I mean, the octopus was still moving on the plate. I'm just like, (laughs) oh, I got to have that new Way. The weirdest thing I always think about was when Kaze was still open downtown, and they uh, I tried uni. Uh, are you familiar with uni? No. Oh, it is a. Uh, it's. I'll call it this. It's interesting. I wouldn't be surprised with something that we could procure here at Jungle Gems. Um, it is, and I should probably pull this up on my phone just to make sure I'm not saying anything wrong. But um, 
Yeah, it's uh, sea urchin gonads. Uh, and I was sort of like, oh, that's interesting. But everyone was like, it's kind of a delicacy. You got to try it. And look, here's my here's my understanding of the term delicacy. As usually, if if someone's like, it's a delicacy, you have to try it. It is going to be, and at least, a very unorthodox food. I wouldn't say that I enjoyed it. I would tell you that if you like seafood and you're adventurous, you should give it a whirl. You know what the worst part was truly? It was just the texture. It was just sort of like toothpaste consistency. Oh, no. So it was like a very odd thing. The flavor was good, but I was just like, oh, that was, the, it was just odd to eat, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was in Jamaica, I was, uh, I thought I was eating Swedish meatballs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, these are really, really good. I'm like, I love the sauce and everything. And my friend goes, those are not Swedish meatballs. I'm like, why are they? I'm like, you know the goat that you had today? I'm like going, yeah, well, that's a delicacy down here. I'm like, what is? And they're like, the goat gonads. I'm like going, <laughs> I'm like, oh, they see how many should you eat? I'm like, I don't know. I think I ate two dozen of these suckers. Yeah. I'm like, but they taste like Swedish meatballs. I'm into I kept it. eating. I'm like, oh, screw it. I'm drunk. I'm drinking rum. I'm yeah. eating goat gonads. As it is, I always think about it this way too. It's like, if you are eating animal products, it's already kind of weird. So I'm just like, oh, what's a what's a different part? It's on the same creature. I don't know. Creature. Let's, just, let's just go to Spain <laughs> for a second and Uh-oh. then say the bull testicles. I guarantee you'd be like, look at those. They're probably huge. They're huge. I can't they're, imagine. They're, they're huge. Oh my God. Yeah. They're, 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 you know. Well, you always hear that people are like, try the Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I will. Yeah. <laughs> if like, really yeah fine. I'll, if I'll they're do. on the menu, they sell. That means they're probably good. Oh you know? my God, I don't know. The weirdest other food, escargot. That was just. Uh, That's another textural one. I struggle as a personal eater. Textures okay, are Okay. So thing you for eat me. it with a lot of garlic yeah. and butter yeah and white yeah. wine sauce i mean and you just it's like oysters you don't chew it just swallow it right <laughs> yeah. oysters are a tough one i spent some time in seattle and i'm and they were so hot on oysters they're like you're gonna love it try all these different ways i must have eaten a thousand I oysters I, yeah I, no. I love i do i do i do love them but i, I just like sw- i swallow them i don't right. I know, I know you don't chew them i always and my my take was that i'm too congested as a person to truly enjoy the texture of these oh, <laughs> i'm glad people love them and i want you to try them but to give you an idea they are kind of slimy and wet it is slimy and wet i'm yeah. like you know hi yeah i don't even go there okay this has turned into a interesting show welcome to the jungle gyms podcast cannoli cream, hours. slimy and wet i'm like yeah, that's mm, i'm good. waiting for that a cannoli cream escargot now oh, you know? eh, oh my god never know yeah. Roll around with oh that. Roll around that cream. All I really am now thinking about it. I'm like, what kind of weird ideas would I have? You know, I always start doing the, you know, the Joey Chestnut, you know, the um, all you can eat. Oh, yeah. All right. I contacted him. He never responded back to the all you can eat cannoli. Oh my God. Contest. Yeah. And do it here in Covington. Bring amazing. him, bring him, and bring him, and bring a bunch of people in, do an oil, and get a, like a sponsor. Like the winner gets like 10 G's. Yeah. That'd be and amazing. just, and just, oh, you can eat. And I'll buy the cannoli. And the, it, it, everybody goes huge. home happy. Yeah. Everyone goes home happy. Yeah. How much cannoli that would be? That'd be just incredible. We, we could eat a hundred cannoli we each. We should still do that without Joey Chestnut. We should just find, I, I, there are people There's, I think would turn up in droves for that. Yeah. Oh, you can eat cannoli? Yeah. Just sort of would do a little test marketing up front and be like, what do you guys think? Is this a thing? You know? Yeah. Uh, and then see what happens. We should do that. 
I'll be I, up for I'm it. Come on. I mean, listen, we've had like five good ideas so far that we need to do. I'm de- definitely still down for our pizza tour. Oh, yeah. The pizza, the pizza tour. Oh, God, I can't wait for that. The one the I pizza. keep hearing about on that one, too, by the way, is I'm pretty sure the chef's from New Jersey, which made me light up about it. It's called Rosie's Cocktails and Pies downtown. And the fact that they call it pies. I yeah, was pies. Like, that was yeah, the yeah, yeah, pies. Yeah, because yeah. I, it's funny that you told that story earlier. I'm not yeah. now go full yeah. circle, but like. That's one of those expressions that now that you've said it, I've never had anybody stop me, right? Because people generally are too, if you're confident, right. I feel like they're too afraid to be like, he's probably just talking about the product we said. You know what I mean? Right. And so whenever I say a pie, oh, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, it's pizza. Okay. I'm like, yeah, but pizza, yeah, it's the funny yeah. thing. But when I saw pies was in the title, I was like, oh, maybe that's something that we need to And try. it's where? It's downtown? Yeah, it's uh, that Crown Restaurant Group place. It's on like maybe on 7th. It's yeah, it's like Seventh and Broadway or something like that. Oh. But they had a, it was a, this is funny. I don't mean it in a bad way because I never wish anything ill on anybody. But they opened, and then somebody drove into the restaurant like like I don't know if it was a drunk driver or what, but like wrecked it. And mind you, the gla- the restaurant's like eighty percent glass, so it's just oh, like oh cool. They were like we're open and like, we're gonna close again for like six more months. And I imagine with all the COVID stuff too that they were like. I felt really bad about that story, but oh, now I'm like, well, sucks. you know, yeah. I just thought that was kind of funny, though. But I'll eat six months worth of pizza. Yeah, me too. I'll find a good home for it. So. Oh, that sounds so good. Somewhere around my mid range. So oh, yeah, God, that'd be that was great. where I was. I was just like, well, listen, I don't want to tell you all what to do, but if you make this carry out only for a few months to float right. some bills, um, I'm in. I'll try. I'll anything. be in. I didn't know about that. I, w- I would have been there in a heart in a heartbeat. Well, I'm stoked on 16 lots that you mentioned it. I've got oh yeah, 16 who's... lots. We gotta go 16 lots. You'll, yeah. you'll love the pizza there. I mean, this it just. I'm blown away. I'll, I'll be interested in this, and maybe I'll bring you back when I do this, depending on what I get response-wise. Yeah. But I've been kind of kicking around a pizza episode I want to do because oh, there's so many different ones. And I met somebody through my time here at Jungle that was, mm-hmm. like, uh, one of the higher-ups at La Rosa's. And they I, – I, so I should point-blank admit, as an East Coast person, when I got here, people were like, try La Rosa's. I was just like, I hate Cincinnati. Yeah, <laughs> and, yes. uh, yeah. And, and And now I would say I've definitely grown to understand its place yes. in the world. It's yes. a very sweet thing. It's a but sweet. Yeah. talking to this guy about it for, like, five minutes, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, A, this will be a great conversation, but B, I'm curious. We've Again, I'm off the rails. but right. I No, uh, that's fine. I It was so funny to me because I was just like, oh, it would be really fun to do, like, a – like a pizza round table, you know, just like, all right, we're going to try a couple of little things. Like, what do you got here? Fireside pizza. What do you have? The, you know what I mean? And like compare, what are we looking at? I don't know. I think it could be fun. I think we should do a, a, a round table discussion of New York style pizzas. You get good fellas. You get, uh, you know, 16 lots in here. You get the other places. Give me, give me your best New York style pizza. Yeah. And then also, you know what? If you throw on a Sicilian version, which Ooh, is the thicker, yeah, the thicker, Throw that in there. I mean, like, I'll be, I'll be like, look, I'm from New York, New York Italians, and I'm like, come on, we we know good food, right? I'm you like, know we're gonna be I'm honest. Like, about I'm like, it. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Impress me. I'm like, don't don't come at me with a cracker looking pizza. Cause I'll tell you right off the bat, I'm like, you know, get out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like you know, some things I have to learn. Like living here, I have to put on my Midwestern pleasantries, right? Because my New York. Italian attitude comes out and gets me in trouble. Yeah, just like, like oh, Steve, just, you got you bring it down, bring right. it down. I'm just like, and no, my attitude comes out. I'm sorry if you don't like it. Well, you know, here's the door. Right, exactly. You know? But hopefully, it's a good door that I'm. It's opening a good door. It's a good door. Delgardo. That's right. That's right. You open a door, you'll get cannoli. Well, Steve, on that note, let's let's tell everybody we can, where can we find you. We're in Covington on Fifth Street, 18 Beautiful. East Fifth Street. It's almost like. Uh, Almost like Fifth Street in Madison. It's next yep. to the bourbon bar called The Globe. Yep. Um, they have a great bourbon selection, by the way. 
And also, um, you know, so people that actually go to dinner and, and, and come and come to my place for dessert. And it's a, it's a great dessert bar for adults. Yeah. I got the wine, got the cappuccino and espresso. Yeah. So come on in, enjoy a good cup of uh, cappuccino or a glass of wine and, and get, some, get some cannoli. And where can they find you online? Delgardo's Cannoli on Instagram and on Facebook. you love it. Well, Steve, thanks for your time today. Thank really you. Appreciate I had a fun, fun night. Yeah, fun exactly. Day. I know. And I joked. I was like, oh, we'll talk about the Bengals and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's not really the point. I love <laughs> that you did a themed product. I'll yeah. wrap it up with that. Okay. It, is, it, it looks great. It tastes even better than it looks. I mean, look, that was on my plan for this weekend. I want to talk about food. So. I like food. Cannoli and food. I mean, yeah. that's 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 We're my in. theme. Dude, that's like, can imagine, that's, imagine that this is my job now. I'm like, oh, right, that's great. I'm, I would me. love this. I would do this every single day. I know. It's so cool. And what yeah. a what an experience. Good. So, Thank you. Well, thanks, thanks for having coming me. out here. Dude, anytime. Of course. Yeah. Cool. We'll, we'll do some more fun stuff All in right. the future. Steve, thanks so much for coming by. I really love the treats. And I'm hoping I get to see more of these on our shelves soon, huh? Okay, so for the next bit, I you know I wanted to do some more video content after the positive response I got for our Hot Pot episode last week, and if you only listen to the audio version, I highly recommend you hop on YouTube, go to the Jungle Gyms International page, and you can check that video out there where you can actually literally sit down and eat Hot Pot with us. It was delicious. I even made it again at home after this. That's how good it was. The best part of the ice storm. And you know what? You're going to see more of that this week, especially this segment here we're about to talk about. So kind of last minute, you know, during all of this as part of the reschedule, I hit up Christian. I was like, hey, Christian, I want to do something that's super easy to make in the studio. No kitchen. I just want to take something that's kind of like a regular easy thing that literally anybody with no culinary experience could make right now. And just jazz it up a little bit. You know, I gave him a few parameters where I was like, let's not spend a ton of money. I'd like to keep it a little bit local, but I also want to keep it a little bit international because we have access to all that kind of stuff here. And of course, Christian came through for me. He always does. Now, of course, I know I just said that this is a video segment as well. So I ultimately want to recommend that if you want to make this yourself, I've got the whole video for that segment that you can watch. It's very funny. He and I are always silly together Uh, covering this, which will have like the recipe written out there. You'll see that in the video and you'll also be able to see the specific items. Now, of course, it plays well in audio as well, but I just thought that would make it really easy for everybody to follow suit. Now, in the meantime, let's catch up with what Christian's been up to and then Let's make a little dip, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Supreme professional actual chef. Um, you are a supreme chef. I'm, I'm giving you accolades. Um, king of Boomtown Biscuits and Whiskey. Uh, food Network. I don't know where you would go with this. You've seen him on Food Network. You've seen him on other food-related networks that have different names. Was one of the shows on Travel Channel? Look, I didn't do my research because we're actual <laughs> friends. That's how this goes. What's up, Christian Gill? Welcome back, buddy. Hey, what's up, Mark? Not much, dude. What's going on? What's been up with you? Um, well, we've had a lot of uh, things going on transpiring down at the Boomtown Bicky Wiki. Thought we were going to have to close, but it turns out um, just all the community support and outreach and just an outpouring of love and support, like I said, um, we're open. We're staying open. So it's going to be a... A good time down at Boomtown. We've got some new hours. We're open uh, Monday through Sunday or Sunday through Saturday for brunch hours. So definitely check it out. And then I can hear my endless mimosas pouring. (laughs) We don't do it. I know, but it's like a brunch joke. Oh, 100%. I mean, and that's why I have you here to go like, we don't actually offer the things that Mark keeps claiming. Oh, my God, Mark, we're brunching. (laughs) So, but we're not doing it. But yes, we're open seven days a week now downtown. OTR and we're still open I believe six days a week in 
Union. So you That's definitely want to check that out. Well, congratulations on that, too. Thank Always you. love to see it, man. Oh, the next place that you can catch me is Bachfest. Oh, what are you doing uh, there? So I'm doing Bachfest this year. Oh. So it'll be a whole pig roast. Oh, my God. Whole pig. Have they um, done Bach feast before? Is that a thing? Yeah, no, oh. that's a thing. Like they nobody tell, nobody actually wants me at their event, so I don't know about <laughs> half the things that you, go on. At you should probably go to Bach I'm Fest. I'm going now. Uh, it's going to be up near Finley. Okay, uh, and then Bach Fest is going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I believe. Uh, maybe it's Thursday, Friday. I know it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday because I will be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. A whole pig roast, like I said, we'll have um, roasted chicken. We'll have a maple bacon hot cabbage slaw. We'll have German potato salad. We'll have skillet corn. We'll have all kinds of things, real, real good goodies. And then, of course, if you want a la carte, we'll have chicken and dumplings just because it's probably going to be cold again. Also, we've got Lent that Friday, so chicken and dumplings is a good way to go for for those with Lent. Ooh, I think, I, or is it just fish? I, I honestly don't know. I, I my people don't celebrate Lent, so I'm just like I don't know. I they my restrict people. other things. <laughs> And I also didn't agree with that. So then I was just kind of like, what if I just do my own thing in life? Traditions. So, yeah, uh, that's what's new with me. That's what's going on. Uh, you also yeah. can catch me later this month on the Beat Bobby Flay. Ooh. Yeah. I've had a couple people that have out of nowhere been like, Sending me screenshots of different episodes of Bobby Flay that I was in the trailer for That's in the funny. intro. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yep, I guess I can just, yep, yep, burp, 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 burp. <laughs> so be Bobby Flay at the end of this month. I can't wait. Please, please, please watch. It's oh, going to be a good time. Well, maybe I'll host like a little screening of it or something like that. Ooh. Be Bobby Flay, though, that's huge, man. Like, oh, that's. Man. I mean, I look, I feel confident, Christian, not just as your friend, but as somebody who has repeatedly eaten your creations. And uh, I've been to a Bobby Flay restaurant one time, <laughs> you know, now Bobby Flay's great. And, you know, but I, I feel confident in your ability to beat him. I, you know what? I'm glad that I've got some local support. It feels feels like uh, people are kind of 50 50 as to what's going to happen. And, you know, I'm kind of 50 50 as to well, what's going to happen. So. We'll see if I beat him. Well, it wouldn't be fun if we were just like, this is the outcome. No. I mean, people Spoilers. do that all the time. They're like, so did you did you win on like everything that I've yeah. done? And I'm like, uh, you're going to have to wait and find out. What was really crazy is you let me watch this episode early, and it just <laughs> turned out it was an hour of The Mandalorian. <laughs> it's all jokes, folks. If uh, you really thought that was serious, it's just really my attempt to jokes, take a little folks. shot at Bo- Book of Boba Fett. Well, well done. Yeah. They did that weird. It was, weird. It was a weird show right now. I, there were things I liked. And then things that I was like, I really liked that they stopped doing a show about Boba Fett for two weeks. <laughs> the ginger and uh, look at me. I am the captain yeah, now. Exactly. That, is, that is what I'm like. Oh, okay. We're just watching Mandalorian again. They okay. just wanted it to be, they were like, Hey, we heard your complaints about Luke Skywalker's deep fake. We did it better this time. It's still not good, but still it's not much good, better. but it's, Chef's kiss. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm I'm really looking forward to your upcoming appearances too. I mean, mm-hmm. anything else you've got on the horizon TV wise that we can talk about? Oh, uh, we can't talk about the other. Okay, things. that's great. No, but that'll be great. It'll be streaming in our lives one day sooner than later. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, we're gonna like chill. 
Oh, are we going to? Um, yeah, because we already talked about your thing. we talked about your history of cooking. We talked about all that stuff. Well, my I, grandma, and then, right, exactly. then we like just switch in the coheed like in the middle of in, in the middle of it, and they're just yeah. like, "Hey, do you remember this one coheed and Cambria song?" And the whole audience was just like, <laughs> "Next, we're right done. back to they're right back to the Trader Joe's we're, podcast." We're done. No. Oh. Well, one of the fun things about Jungle Gyms, in my opinion, is that we get to do silly stuff like this. So, my pitch here today was like, "Hey, dude." We had to reschedule a bunch of stuff because of the ice storm. Come do me a solid. But no, uh, I thought it would be fun if we put together like a little yeah. treat. And we joked at first, we're like, well, maybe we can get a kitchen. And I was like, you know what? Let's do something that's so easy that we could do it from the studio with very little assistance. Like you could do yeah. it with no tools. So I really was restrictive in what I brought along today outside of products. You gave but me I like gave triple like, G rules. Yeah, I was just like, here's one regular spoon. Uh, <laughs> you can have a whisk, a whisk in a bowl. Here's a, here's a whisk that is meant for a five-quart bowl. And well, you can like, imagine the size of groups we cook for here. Twenty usually. gallon problems in a ten gallon hat. That's that, what you gave me. Exactly. You're yeah. welcome. That's but we made we, we made it work though. If we did, did yeah. we? Have we done yes. it yet? Are we? Are we revealing know. to the audience that we record things out of order? Three, two, one. But we'll see if we make it work. I don't know. We could. <laughs> Could it could work? It could not work. I don't know. They're just Mark. It could work. It could not work. We'll see what the defense has today. <laughs> They've been real scrappy. They've been real scrappy today. It's a real scrappy defense. Just huge, huge plays made by the defense today, Mark. We'll see what happens. Well, in that case, let's not tease the audience anymore. Let's just dive right in. Let's let's make a little. Uh, what are we gonna call it? Um. Well, well it's we like actually a, know the name. It's like a French onion dip. But it's, so but it's south. We went south of the border. Really, we went, we south went way south. We went south yeah. America. So I, it's like a Peruvian south of sh- two borders and a canal. <laughs> south of the equilibrium. Nope, that's not what that's called. No, the there's eclipse. A, there's a no. Um, the equator. The uh, that's what. Thank it is. you. And then yeah. there's the tropic of south Capricorn of, that's of involved somewhere. Yeah. Capricorn. In a thirty seconds of Mars song, probably. Okay, it sounds like something Jared Leto would write about. I think wasn't writing about how beautiful he was to himself. In Mars, and I'm so beautiful. Anyway, so this is Peruvian (laughs) shallot dip. (laughs) Peruvian shallot dip. I'm here for it. It's like French onion dip, but Peruvian with shallots. All right, so I invited Christian Gill back onto the show here because I thought, you know, we could use to elevate our usual Super Bowl food, for lack of a better descriptor. And I thought it would be fun if we did something that was both simple yes. and complex to use your... Simply complex. There you go. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I thought this would be kind of fun. And, and I had a few parameters that I wanted it to be easy enough that all of you felt very comfortable doing this, even if you have zero kitchen skills. Uh, I would love if we could give some either local brands a little shout and as well something from our international section, because I'd like this to be something that, while easily made, requires you to come see me here in Jungle Gym. So... Thanks, Christian. And and me too for a nominal time of right now. (laughs) Just right now. Yeah, no, you're living in the moment, dude. But thank you for having me, Mark. No, I'm so glad you said yes. It was one of those, we got stuck in a snowstorm. I was like, what am I going to do? I was like, let me call Christian and see if he can help me out. (laughs) Save me. Throw me a lifesaver. And I was just like, what is Georgia for 500, Alex? (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, the state of the country. And you're like, oh, go to Jungle Gyms and make food. Okay. (laughs) That is the state of the country right now. Everyone should just go to Jungle Gyms, get some cool things, make some food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we're going to make a dip today for everybody. So why don't you walk? I mean, uh, look, I know two of the ingredients very, very well myself. Uh, Sour cream and Duke's mayonnaise. Oh, Duke's mayonnaise. The only mayonnaise anyone should use. Thank you. Unless it's Q-Pie for something specific that's, you know, you're making a specific dish that might Absolutely. have some Asian influence. Uh, of course. Okay, but, but Duke's, it, 
Dukes is it. Yeah, it is. I don't do nothing but Dukes. Nothing but the Duke. All That's Dukes. A, all 100% Dukes. Dukes. 100 of the time. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, now that we're past the the base of this, uh-huh. let's talk about some of the other things that we pulled up here. I'm really excited about the main piece here that you brought me from. Was it Peru? Yeah, we went to Peru, and we got that Ahi Amarillo Huacate. <laughs> That's the official Peruvian accent, too, right? I believe that it is. <laughs> uh, all kidding aside, what what is it? I mean, I still... You can you can lean in some of you. Am I, am I allowed to lean? I think you can. I mean, you know, I feel good about that. I'll put it back. I can see where it was spiked. Uh, I had too many production words slash theater words. Anyway. I know. It's okay. You're yeah, welcome, cool. too. Uh, so what we have here is a yellow hot pepper, which is Ahi Amarillo... Um, and with black mint base. So it's a paste. Uh, Wakate is what the black mint is. Black mint, it's not, it doesn't have a minty uh, taste to it. It's more like a bittering, super savory basil of sorts. Cool. So super Peruvian uh, base, very traditional. If you've ever gone to a Peruvian restaurant with roasted chicken, roasted meats, and then they put this like off-white sort of like tainted green, tint of green, not tainted, uh, tinted green sauce on the table, it typically is going to be like an Amarillo Wakate okay. mayo-based sauce with cool. like shallots or onions, a little bit of olive oil. It's very, very, very good. So what we're going to do today is we're going to take this Ahi Amarillo Wakate base, a uh, couple of local things. We've got a uh, Farmer Nate's hot sauce. Uh, we also have Miller's mustard, which I believe Miller's is made somewhere in Ohio. Uh, I want to yeah. say Columbus. I'm going to look too. I'm um, curious. We also have some, from the reduced section, we have a sea salt that's been infused with bacon, and then we have dried fried shallots, and of course, sour cream and Duke's mayo. So it's more or less like we're trying to make a French onion dip uh, just kicked up. Yeah. Like 12 billion notches. I think it's going to add a little heat. I think it's, you know, I think in my original parameters too, I was like, okay, maybe we can, I like it a little spicy. I want strong flavors too, because my big complaint usually when I go to a party is that it's all very basic, right? And, yeah. I, and it's not a complaint perhaps, but you know, I, I like things that are a little more adventurous. So to yeah. me, this was like a fun idea that we're like, oh, we could try something that's a little off the beaten path. So. Well, a lot of people want to feed the masses for their Super Bowl parties. And I more just want to set people's, you know, taste buds on fire. Oh yeah. Not necessarily on fire is in too much heat. This is going to have a wallop, but the combination of the sour cream, the mayo with the ahi amarillo, wakate, uh, the Miller's mustard and some of the hot sauce, like it's going to be a nice balance of, of smooth, creamy, cooling, and then heat. And it's perfect thing to accompany your chips. So oh, it's a chip dip. That sounds good too. And I think we may have pulled some good chips for that too, but we'll, we'll get there. Oh, chips for oh, the chip dip. Chipping for the dip. Oh, um, I might have had some trouble finding me some chips earlier, so I did. I slowly slipped into like a southern more of a savannah. <laughs> yeah, you're coming down here, I'm coming right down here, <laughs> right into the the valley of savannah. Oh yes, please. oh yes, we're gonna make a sauce. We're gonna take it. We're gonna make it spicy, but we're gonna have a little bit of cooling. We're both just doing foghorn leghorn. <laughs> this is about to be the gospel according to sauce, <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday sauce. That's amazing. There it is, Super Bowl Sunday sauce. So that's Super Bowl Sunday sauce. That was it. Yeah. We needed that the whole time. God, we just figured it out just now. God, live. This is it. So when you all come back to watch this video and it's titled that, you'll know. Super Bowl Sunday You sauce. watched us 
This is the like inception. evolved into <laughs> the inception of the We were just singing that early. I don't know why I had to come back into it. I was going to make not? it Wait, into the look, sauce. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wonder if I have to cut that because it's a, a licensed music. I don't think I, there wasn't enough of no, the seconds. Enough. We should be fine. Yeah. I don't care. And I, don't, I mean, it was I, look, gibberish. Honestly, I feel like Adele, uh, she dated a guy that looked like me at one point. So she she's did. probably cool with that. So. She, uh, she probably is. She's into it. Hello, oh. Adele. Good to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's make it. You want to make the sauce? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Well, I actually don't want to do anything. I just kind of want to watch <laughs> you, you watch do it. Me make this and sauce? then you know, we will say uh, after this, we'll give you a rudimentary version of the. Um, if I haven't already shown it on screen, a rudimentary version of the recipe, so you can try to make it at home as well. So I'll just. Why don't I go full game time? I'll narrate what you're putting in here and. You can swing in as necessary, too. Yeah, Mark, I think that's going to be the best thing for today. There's a lot of zig and a lot of zag going on. The defense is really just coming with a lot of the the, the ferocity that you want to see out of, like, a, a, an ape that's got diarrhea. That's what they're doing today out on the field. We're going to make this wakate and amarillo sauce. It's going to be great, Mark. You know, it's just a real scrappy day. A real scrappy. You got the X's and O's. You ready? Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> X's and I can't say the rest of that song. No, we can't do any of that song. All right, let's start with our friends at Duke's Mayo. You see him walking right down here to the ten yard line. Ooh, that's a that's the sound of the century. You need the sound of uh, the Duke's mayonnaise opening. Duke so nine, Duke nine. and they were official. Just the whole thing, right? No, <laughs> we're gonna do a fair amount. Yeah. Oh, daddy. Oh, yeah. Look at the – see, really what you want to see here is an absurd amount. And I like – this This is what's fun about cooking with a uh, an actual professional chef is that I'm not sitting here measuring in detail. I like that he put cooking with an actual professional chef as, a, as I squeeze a quart of mayo into a bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's true. That's literally – people talk about French technique. That's the technique. They never talked about that <laughs> He's just squeezing plastic jars. The French are known for this. Yeah, Mark, uh, we're bringing a lot of special teams with that French technique of squeezing <laughs> into a bowl today. We're going to see if it uh, if it works out for him. Let's do it. All right, so far it looks great. And uh, not to be confused with vanilla ice cream, which it also looks somewhat similar to. Well, you know, I did originally pitch this as, all right, Christian, how do we turn Grater's vanilla ice cream into a savory sauce? But I feel like that'll have to be an episode that we do in the future. Well, something else I wanted to make sure that I told all of you is that I was hoping that this was something that I could make in the office because, again, I, it, the key to me was I wanted to make something incredibly simple this time. It's a little bit of a proof of concept on my end, but it's also about making it easy enough that you all can enjoy. Oh, baby, can I smell that too? just want to describe it to the audience. Oh, man, that smells awesome. Yeah, it's got a little, little bit of... A, I can tell there's like not heat in like the traditional sense, but like there's a little bit of spice happening. But yeah, you mentioned basil. I'm definitely getting notes of that in there. It's got a very fresh green smell, like almost like we're making some sort of like a hot sauce, honestly. All right, let me smell Mr. Mustard here. Miller's sweet and spicy banana pepper mustard. It's spirited and versatile with habaneros in it too. So this baby's bringing some meat too. Oh, that smells awesome. Oh, yeah, that's good. Hyped about this. I'll slide on the table. Only cool people slide stuff on tables. 
Yeah, Mark, as we get back into the second half of the game, the Miller's Muster is really going to bring in that base back end heat. It's like we're coming out of the shotgun formation and just really just punching it into the defense, like just real scrappy day. I don't know very much about sports commentary, except that it always just sounds like things I shouldn't be allowed to say on air, you know? I mean... He just punched a hole right in him, you know? And you're like, oh, that's incredibly violent. <laughs> Oh, did I just see the? Was that a little Farmer Nate's action? Hey, Farmer Nate, former guest, former uh, uh, he's still a friend of the show, current friend of the show, former guest. Oh yeah, the curry jalapeno. That's gonna be great. The curry jalapeno to me was really good when we tasted it too, because you really do get that strong curry scent. Yes. I love that, and like still a good amount of heat, but it kind of uh, the curry kind of overtakes um, a good amount of the. <laughs> The jalapeno, so I'm like, please, just throw the trash on the floor. We'll edit it out and post. <laughs> just trying to make sure I didn't get the uh, all the trash in the shot. There, I heard Mark. all the crinkling. I'm like, talk louder, me. <laughs> oh, and this is the part I was most excited about. We found the fried, fried shallots back in our Asian section because we have so much delicious dried stuff there. Oh, one more layer. Come on now. One, one more layer. Oh, yeah, yeah I got to peel. peel the last one. Yeah, Mark, uh, it's just, uh, you know, we really wanted to take this to the next level. It was going to be more of a French onion dip, but we wanted to get scrappy, really dogpile it in there. So we got these fried shallots from in the back. It's going to be a real scrappy day. Real scrappy. The scrappiest of day. This Super Bowl Sunday scrappy dip that you're making, it looks amazing. And I like that you're just freehanding at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, that but no, I joked about it before. But it is that's like the pro thing is that like if I was making this at home, I'd be like, all right, that's one cup of sour cream, one cup of mayonnaise, fresh. Well, I mean, I happen to season with confidence, uh, so that's what I'm doing today. Well, you've been in the game a lot longer than I have. I just host a show about food. I don't make it. I yeah. make it sometimes. <laughs> Mark, I've been in the game a long time. I've seen a lot of guys come through, and uh, it's just real veteran scrappy play today. It's what we got going on. All these fried shallots, everything's going to marry real nice. We're going to come down the 40-yard line, really just punch it in with all the flavors. It's going to be real scrappy. That's <laughs> Real class act, this dip. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I was going right. to use the whisk, and then I decided to risk whisk it for the biscuit. And <coughs> Hold on. Can you pull the mic closer and say it? Yeah, Mark, we were going to use the whisk here today, but we decided to risk it for the whisk it and just use a spoon because, you know, real scrappy time in this uh, this bowl. We're going to punch it in, and here we go. And if you're risking it for the biscuit, what about a trisket? What's our take there? Well, I think a trisket's going to go really well with this, Mark. You're really going to get a lot of those flavors from the dip, and then you're going to have a hard time chewing, kind of like when you cut your mouth with, uh, you know, some of the Captain Crunch because that's what triscuits are. They really help you to just get a good diet in because you give up on eating them after four it's yeah real scrappy it is true. Real scrappy chip there mark it's kind of like if someone was like you know what and i don't dislike triscuits but i do have that moment of going oh this is kind of what i imagine eating sawdust is like if you could compress it better yeah mark they really uh they compress that sawdust down and it's kind of has this brady element of just it's really the goat of dietary <coughs> things you don't want to eat <coughs> excuse me yeah it's got the uh for whatever reason triscuits have the the shape and layout of um of 1970s couch cushion. You've all seen it. You know, they got the raised sections, the little divots. It was like, they were like, hey, what if, I want to know which came first, those weird couch cushions or the Trisket shape. And where they were like, oh, damn, you know what's amazing is the shape of a Trisket. <laughs> Ooh, we get, definitely need a little more texture in there. I like, again, seasoning with confidence. I'm here for this. Joe Burrow is watching this right now. 
I know it's getting old. So we're going to add uh, a little bit more of the ahi amarillo wakate paste uh, just to continue to build that body. Now, I don't have to add more of this, Mark. If you let this rest overnight in, in the refrigerator, this will come together on its own and marry just fine. Sure. But I always like more flavor. Yeah, I'm always here for more flavor, too. Just waving to some of our guests. Hi, ladies. You want to try dip? <laughs> I don't think they can hear us, actually. I realize I didn't flip the switch to outside. It's probably a good idea. Back. All right, every time I brought out some more Cincinnati love, uh, a little hen of the woods, the traditional sea salt chips. Now, we talked about bringing Grippos in here, and while I'm sure Grippos are, I mean, they're obviously delicious, another Cincinnati legend, uh, I thought for the sake of what we were doing here, a plain, a plainer chip might be the move so that we let the dish sign. Not plain, simple. Simple, exactly. Simple chip. Well, you know what I mean. It's like, I, well, I want a, a simpler time. There. Yeah, I just want a little sea salt. I am, I am a bit of a chip purist at times. I sometimes go sea salt, you know, regular. Yeah, Mark, it's probably a good idea if we just take a second and really uh, punch this in, cool. get it in the dip bowl, and get some chips around it. I'm gonna it's going to be a real scrappy bowl. And here we are with the final product. So I'm pretty excited about that. I like that you topped it off with a little extra of the shallots. And then you also use, this is, um, where did we find this? This was, we found it reduced, but it was this is reduced. Brazilian. Uh, Portuguese. Oh, it was Portuguese. Oh, so yes. So most likely it is from Yes, product. I, that's what I was reading. And yeah. I see up top Portuguese. So I'm learning, folks. I'm trying to get better. But uh, there's a little bacon, like a bacon sea salt. It's a bacon eater sea salt. I love it. With the essence of bacon. Well, that is the lacroix of salt of ooh, bacon. Yes, mm, sparkling. Just kidding. Essence. Well, I'm excited about this too. And so, something that we should, you know, we talked about this just a minute ago off air while we were setting up for the final shots. Um, that, and Christian mentioned this before, but with any of these types of dips, you might want to let them um, marinate, as it were. I'm putting that in air quotes um, <laughs> in case you're only listening to the audio version of this. But um, because you want the flavors to bloom, and they'll take probably, what, 12 hours, really, for it to all truly come together, maybe 24? I was going to say, those flavors will marry in about 12 to 24 hours. So either make this in the morning of game day or make it the night before. And the fun thing is that this dip, it, I guess you could call it a French shallot. I would call it Peruvian shallot dip instead of French onion dip. Right. Um, I love it. Peruvian shallot dip. Peruvian shallot dip. I mean... Yeah, Peruvian shallot dip. But you could make this ahead of time. You also could use this for more than just Super Bowl Sunday. Like this would be a great spread uh, if you made like a, a grown up Lunchable charcuterie board uh, and yeah. you wanted to just have some like, you know, toast points or some, you know, grilled baguettes, whatever, what have you, and then have a little streak of that. You also could use that. It would work out super well since it's the essence of bacon. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that it's probably essence of bacon means that it's it's may have been like smoked in the same smokehouse as the bacon. Right. Like the bacon walked by at one yeah. point where they're like, oh, what are you doing here? Look, just making some salt. Do you mind if we? They're like, yeah, take my drippings. Yeah, that was it. That was probably it. So uh, it would be a good sauce to use for like some sort of vegetable dish. Like if you wanted like if you wanted to carry the sauce over into Valentine's Day. Oh, look at you uh, looking ahead. I'm saying Peruvian shallot dip. And then when you say Peruvian shallot dip. Instantly, people are like, look, you're international, you're cultured. <laughs> I 
And then your Valentine's Day is a win like a Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> well, I think it's time that we should taste it. So we brought out, we had, oh, did we show show off our local boys before we did show off the Hen of the Woods? Hen of the Woods! And then we also went, I, I didn't go super local, but we just, these happened to be nearby and I thought they sounded good. The Snyder of Berlin Garlic Parmesan. Garlic Parmesan. I just kind of thought that would be a winner. So curious. Um, you want to dive in first, and then I'll reach over. Um, I'm gonna let you dive in first. Okay. I just want to see. Should what I go you plain think? chip? Oh, let's go plain chip first. As a chip purist. Go simply complex. Simply complex. Look at that supremacist getting there with that supreme chip. <laughs> I'll get that crunch in there. Well, that's good, dude. So it's got like, it's perfect. It's exactly what you want out of a dip. It's got that like. The rich, fatty base, right? You get that. And then almost instantly, I get all of the, like, I get a hint of the heat. Mm-hmm. But I get the, and I'm going to keep mispronouncing it, so let me read it off the, um, the yellow hot pepper with black, black ahi amarillo, with black, right? Ahi amarillo con huacate. Right. Um, so, yes, yellow hot pepper with black mint. Yeah. Um, but I instantly get that. And I think the way you described the mint was so perfect, because it is. It's, like, sort of, like... I would put it in that kind of basil family end of things. But it's got a great flavor. There's, and you know what's funny is we used a lot of hot sauce in here too, but it doesn't have a ton of heat. It's got enough heat. It has enough heat. It's one of those, it kind of hits that ceiling of what, what is deemed too spicy for some people or what is deemed spicy for some people. It's definitely, it doesn't hit too spicy. Right. It's just hot enough. Right, enough oh. that you could say, oh, there's a little something in there. Oh, I, I think I detect a hint of uh, the spicy happiness instead of sadness. <laughs> a little bit of flavor. I, I really dug the spicy that. sadness a lot lately. Ooh, so this spicy is really sadness. Yeah. Huge fan. Spicy sadness is literally when you just don't have this dip in front of you. Oh, yeah, That's for sure. Sad. And I'm just drinking straight from the bottle. Going oh, straight to the God. source. Drink, <laughs> drinking Farmer Nate's hot sauce from the tap. Speaking of Farmer Nate's curry jalapeno hot sauce, the curry jalapeno works really well with the Aji Amarillo and Wakate, just because those flavors, even though you think that curry would be overpowering, uh, Farmer Nate did a really good job of marrying his flavors. And so they complement the Aji Amarillo and the the Wakate very well. And then the Miller's mustard really comes through as like a light body, provides um, almost like a faux citrus. Sure. Um, from the vinegar. The vinegar that's in here definitely gives you notes of lime, a little bit of lemon zest, even though there is no true citrus in here, but we do have acid. And then the fried shallot, like I said, you're going to let this marinate overnight, let this marry. It's going to be a bomb in your mouth. Oh, yeah. Flavor bomb. Yeah, because right now we are, I mean, and we're eating this seconds after we put it together, and it's still delicious. I can't imagine what this is going to taste like tomorrow. I mean, smooth and creamy from the mayo, like you said, the body of the, the fatty mayo and the sour cream, and then all of the spice from the wakate, and then, of course, that aromatic from the shallot, and you have the body and the, the vinegar, the acid from the hot sauce and from the mustard. Really, we just, uh, it's really knock out of the park there, Mark. It's just a uh, real scrappy, scrappy dip. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. I have no scrap, no fight left of me at this point. Oh, Mark, sometimes after you eat something that's just really good, you know, you just really think it could be the goat of dips. You just, uh, you lose all words, all all inflection. You got no, uh, no, uh, no constitution anymore, Mark. And it just, uh, you know, you just let the players play. Sorry, I'm joking. 
You choking on happiness? I am. I'm literally, I'm choking on happiness. That was the best thing. It's happiness or chips. Maybe a little bit of both. Probably both. That's awesome. You do Christian, thank you so much, buddy. I really appreciate your time. Of course. Thanks it for was putting nice this to together. Thank you. Where, where can people come find you in the meantime? Where would you like them to go? I would love for you to go to Boomtown Bicket and Wiki, uh, the Boomtown Biscuits and Whiskey down 1201 Broadway, or you can hit up the second location, 9039 US 42 in Union, Kentucky. If you really want more of like a, more of a Southern dinner vibe, then you go down to Union, Kentucky. Okay. Like they have a lot of dinner options. They're open later than Boomtown 1. Okay. If you want more of that brunch, oh my God, OMG, brunch but, time. But I'm wearing prospector clothes. But you're that? wearing prospector clothes and you're from out there west. <laughs> yeah. I'm out here, but working, working the, I don't know, the gold mines. Out here working the what gold mines. I'm panning for gold. Out in civilization. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, dude. Thanks for always coming on here. Thanks, fun. man. Appreciate it. That's a real scrappy game out there, isn't it, Christian? And you know what, buddy? I love when you come by. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I'm really looking forward to seeing you fight Bobby Flay to the death in the parking lot of the Food Network here soon. (laughs) Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. As always, here's my fourth request. Shoot me an email at podcast at junglegyms.com with your thoughts. In the meantime, let's get ready for next week, shall we? Next week, we're diving way in with the team at 50 West about the next beer in our Road to the Jungle beer series. And in this episode, you all get to be a fly in the wall as we discuss what the next beer is going to be. So guess what that means? That means by listening to the show, you're going to find out what we're making and what flavor it is before literally anyone else. That's pretty cool. Look, this is, that's a kind of exclusive Jungle Gyms theme content you can expect from me. It's a timed exclusive because, you know, eventually they'll tell everyone. But hey, I appreciate you all. One more thanks for listening. Here's a hearty hooday for our Bengals going to the Super Bowl this weekend. And in the meantime, I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.